0: All new episode, all new season, this week on the Sports Show Weekly, we welcome in 685 co-host and our NBA guy, Matt, aka MC Mathematic, as well as we're talking baseball, we're talking hockey, we are talking football, and all the other stuff you guys have learned to love from us. Sports Show Weekly starts right now.
1: You're listening to The Sports Show Weekly, a WW sports podcast. Your hosts are Josh Richardson and Dick Giles. They will cover the five major American professional sports and anything else that matters. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Sports Show Weekly. This is the season three debut. It's coming to you in the middle of the week for the first time in God knows how long. We are going to be on Wednesdays from now on, for, so this is for November the 27th, 2019, here on the WW Sports Podcast Network, presented by Anchor FM. As always, I am your host, Josh. I am joined by my co-host, the uh, pody, whatever you want to call him. Le producer. Jerk. Uh, Jake. And uh good friend of the show, my 685 co-host, Matt. How's it going, sir?
0: It's going. It's going good. I mean, one day down, two more to go. He, he, right. also, he also doubles as our uh, NBA expert.
1: True, which we're actually not even talking NBA this week. So if you if you want an NBA content this week, we're sorry. Go ahead and turn it off now. I will, I will give you
2: all week. the NBA content you have right now. Ben Simmons made a three. The end. There it is. <laughs> It's and too, really State, too early in the season. I was about to say, yeah, the Golden
1: State Warriors suck.
2: <laughs> yeah, watch, all watching all the before. bandwagoners taking their stickers off the car and throwing it in the trash is really fun to watch in California. Yeah, I bet.
0: yeah. okay, there. Also, there, there there's also, our NBA, there's your NBA news right there. Done. Yeah. Also, this is season three.
1: Season three. We, we've been going for uh-huh. a year and uh, almost a year and a half we started like september september of 2018 yes so yeah you know 14 14 full months of pretty much nonstop. i think we've missed two weeks in that time but we've done this show we've done this is episode 67 of this show and between the 685 that we've done about 15 episodes for now uh you're you're now defunct unnecessary or um, excuse me. We own Saturday. You did about 10 episodes for that. It's You've done about fully
0: defunct. It's just part of unnecessary roughness now.
1: Right. Right. It, it's not its own show anymore. But it, the, the point stands that we've done at least 100 shows on this already.
0: Yeah. I, we, do, we, I, we do say, I do. Wanna, I do. I do want to I do want to pose two things to our listeners. What's that? One. Thank you for helping us reach season three. And two. And two, what is wrong with you people? This is a horrible, horrible show. We love you anyways.
1: We do appreciate you taking the time <laughs> yes, out of your day do. to listen to us.
0: Yes, we do, but this is a horrible, horrible show.
2: Now I feel <laughs> really honored to be on the season premiere. Like I feel like it's pretty special at this point, especially because I'm here, of course. But on top of that, just being able to have these these wonderful listeners are, are, are dozens and dozens of fans, mine at least, and the yeah, millions I mean, of yours, the... showing up together for such awesomeness.
0: Well, yeah, now we can count the mathematic militia in on the uh, on the downloads for this episode. Yeah, I'll have my mom tune right in. There we go. The whole <laughs> right,
1: right. You, you, your mom's awesome, by the way. Um, <laughs> just being honest,
0: oh, uh, remind, and, reminds, and your dog reminds too. me of uh, reminds me of a liner on uh, friend of the show Josh Briscoe show where you hear beards go. It, where Josh goes, how many people are in the uh, live stream? Beards he goes, your mom and your dad. Well, that <laughs> makes me feel great. Beards, wow. Save that for the end of time. <laughs>
1: Uh shout, shout out to good friends of the show, uh uh Beards, McFly, and uh Josh Briscoe. But, anyways, let's let's get right into things today now that we've yakked for about five minutes on everything and nothing, but we did get to NBA news. Uh, you're welcome. Let's talk uh Major League Baseball and the whole saga with the Astros and this cheating story and all this stuff. Uh we've let it simmer for uh, about a week and a half because we didn't do a show last weekend, just because of the change in the day that we're dropping Sports Show Weekly. Uh, Jake, he- here's the whole thing. We, we we have heard that MLB is launching an investigation into the illegal science stealing, uh, and it's expanding past the 2017 Astros, uh, other teams including this, season's, this past season, 2018, uh, and, and all this other stuff. I have one feeling about it, and it's this, and I'll get your guys' opinion. My my feeling is, if it's not explicitly against the rules, like not explicitly illegal, no matter how unethical it may be, they're still not breaking the rules. I, I get that we'll have changes because of this. People will have to sit and run their mouth about it. We're, we're going to hear... About this for the next six months, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And someone, someone's going to get fired. Multiple someone's may get fired. People will get fined. People may get banned from baseball, which would be interesting. It'd be the first time in a while. For um, Pete. Yeah. Which, please reinstate Pete Rose. Gambling sucks, but come on now. Uh, anyway. Uh, just, just my thought, kind of in a nutshell, what it is. We don't know everything yet, so I've not really formed a full opinion. But if it wasn't explicitly illegal, it's now you close the loopholes and deal accordingly.
0: Well, see, see me personally, I'm proud of the Astros.
1: <laughs> because they were smart?
0: No, because they outcheated the Yankees.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like any team in the NFL outcheating the Patriots. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, th- this is literally the the baseball equivalent of saying, "Oh yeah, you think you can deflate balls, Brady? Watch me do it."
1: Right. Right. Um, so a lot a lot of this says, you know, that the uh, former Astros pitcher Mike uh, Fierce, uh telling the Athletic that the twenty seven Astros used twenty seventeen Astros used a center field camera feed to monitor the dugout and relay signs and all this other stuff. Again. If it's not explicitly illegal, it's not explicitly illegal. So you use what you got to your advantage. I I may not like it being in the same division as the Astros with the Angels, but you got to kind of admire it.
0: I I do kind of think it's kind of interesting how they've had three years, coming up on three years, to investigate this, yet they decide to pop it right after Carlos Beltran uh, becomes the manager of the Mets. Right,
2: right. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of of a of an other mind to. It. I understand that in the rules, it's not explicitly stated, but I do know that MLB they do have like some sort of like at least a code of ethics, and I would wonder if it would fall under more of a blanket thing. So while it not would. explicit,
0: conduct only.
2: Yeah, and I understand sign stealing. Like, even in the schoolyard, if you're sitting over on second, you're leading off the bag on second, and you could see the signs going, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you've seen with your own eyes on the field, relaying it to the team, because baseball is one of those symmetrical sports where everyone sees everyone doing everything. It's not like poker where I hold my cards. You can do as best you can to hide the signs, but everything's out there plain sight. Yeah, However, right. when you bring in telescopic lenses and, and mm-hmm. electronic stuff that enhances what the naked eye can see, that's when I think it gets to the point where it, it, that's just not, not right.
1: Right, and like I said, I, if it's not explicitly illegal, it will be eventually yeah' it's,
0: there's definitely gonna be sweeping changes yeah I mean if this was the NFL they they could nail the Astros for what what, what is it Josh's favorite uh Josh's favorite uh legal term in the NFL conduct d- detrimental to the shield <laughs>
1: yeah con- conduct detrimental to the shield that is literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard uh so you know I don't Uh, like I said, I'm kind of of two minds on this. If they, uh, like I said, if it's not illegal, okay, now you make the changes. Don't penalize them after the fact. You're not going to strip their World Series because you're not going to do that. You're not going to strip anything else they've done. You're not going to do that because that that leaves a black eye for a long time. Uh, And that completely demoralizes players and everything that may or may not have had anything to do with it. So you go after the people that uh, that that were responsible, and go from there. You know, it, it right. is what it is. Um, but let, let's let's move away from that into a, yet another controversy. Let's talk about baseball juicing this year, Jake. Um, the the whole thing was, oh, we're seeing more hits this year. Oh, this, that, and the other this year.
0: More homers, uh, yeah. My,
1: so we were saying it's just a fundamental shift in the game, but at the same time. Uh, you know things like the the, the Astros saga uh, continuing because that's bleeding over. Just not just the Astros,
2: right.
1: uh, but the the ball uh, the baseballs were different from the regular season to the postseason, and that was kind of obvious.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean you, even even hitters were saying that the balls were juiced during the regular season, which juice is probably not the same thing. I mean they're not physically taking a baseball and injecting it with trend and test. Oh, that's not how it works? I've been doing no, it the whole time. Jeez. Yeah. I got excited there for a minute because I'm like, oh, jeez. All these guys in the WWF back in the day were doing it wrong. You just needed to use a baseball. <laughs> you didn't need to stick yourself in the butt. Right. But, no, it's uh, they went back to a more uh, classic design for the playoffs, and that's why you saw – outside of the Cardinals' route of the Braves, you really saw a lot less just full-out jacks. And you saw the pitchers were getting better numbers during the playoffs.
1: Right. And and honestly, if it's even across the board, here's how I feel about this. If it's even across the board and all the teams are affected the exact same way in the regular season and in the postseason, Mm -hmm. I literally do not care. Because I'm going to enjoy... The postseason for those pitcher duels, for what batter can have that, you know, have that rock star moment. Uh, but during the regular season, I want to see the ball go out into the stands, you know? Yeah. It, like I said, it, as long as it is consistent across the board, across all teams, across all games, which it seems like it was, I literally don't care.
0: See, see you're a fan of hitting. I'm, I'm a fan of pitching. Oh, that's so boring to me. As a casual observer, if it's like a
2: shutout, everyone everyone freaks out. Oh my god, it's a no hitter. I'm like, that was yeah. the most boring thing I ever saw in my life. That, that,
1: that's a that's a very that's a very defensive chess minded game. But Jake, you're also a defensive guy when it comes to football. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I think honestly, if we're looking at it. What do the casual fans want to see during the season? They want to see Jax go out into deep center field, deep left
2: field, deep right field. Hell they want yeah. to see the
1: they want to see the ball travel. Uh, I don't
2: want to watch two dudes playing catch. I could do that at home.
1: <laughs> fair, fair enough. You know, I I'm okay with seeing those good defensive tight games and stuff. I like those, uh, but at the same time, the, those high scoring games, those are fun to watch, man. Yeah, It it, it, screw, it screws pitcher stats, especially all-time stats, but it's a different era. You can't directly compare eras of baseball because not only was the design of the ball different, but the design of the player was different, the design of the bats were different, and da, 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 da. There's a lot of factors that change. So, like I said, if this is the case, I'm okay with it. I, I understand you want to go consistent across the board, but if this is going to peak up baseball numbers, do it. Why not? did 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 I silence Jake for just like a second?
0: No. Um well, I, I mean, like, like I mean, you pretty much summed up how I feel. I'm a defensive guy. Right. You know, I would unlike the I'm the exact opposite of Matt. I, I, want, to see, <laughs> I want to
2: see
0: I want to see I would love to see a 3 to nothing. No, no. Over a 10 to 8 game. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: the only thing with the only thing with a longer game or uh more runs being scored is the games longer. Yes. They're, they're already trying to bring the game time down because you're, you you're competing with soccer. That is two hours, including your halftime break, uh, and any run over you're going to have, you know, hot hockey, hockey's about two and a half hours ish. Basketball can stretch out to about three football games go for 900 years because they stop every 30 seconds and, uh, throw 18 flags. Um, but at the same time, ba- baseball games have been gradually getting longer. So a baseball game used to be going for, you know, about two hours. That's pretty good. After that, yeah. you start losing people. And especially if you're playing 162 games, which, Jake, you and I have discussed that, and Matt, I've discussed this with you. Mm-hmm. It's 162, 162 games is like 30 too many. <laughs> and and, 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 I, and I say that because you could lop off the last 30 games of the season, and it would not matter. No. Nah. It, it would make the, it would make the playoff races a whole lot better.
2: Like you I could, definitely, could
1: str- you could stretch the games out a little bit more, give the guys a little more rest. But right. you know, it is what it is. Anyway, are you saying that?
2: Uh, I, was, I was like, I, I understand the idea of you want to find the best. And out of the best is like how many options, how many chances do they have to win a game? So you would think to yourself, oh, well, the team out of that many games who gets a winning record should be so dominant, <laughs> Dodgers, but then have
0: Astros a total, as
2: well. yeah, Astros as well. And you'll go and look at the playoffs and does it really usually reflect it? Not all the time so right. does it th- th- is it necessary to have that many games for the sake of what advertisement money i'm assuming right. there's got to be a better way i just right. don't know what it is off the top lobbing off the games as a start maybe having some more fluff events i i, I don't know talking out of my butt here but uh,
0: yeah. I li- at, li- at that point also you're gonna you're gonna have fight with the uh mlbpa
1: right right and, and... Obviously, you'd have to have an agreement across the board, and I'd love for the All Star Game. The All Star Game is like on a Tuesday. I would love for the All Star Game to be prime time on a Saturday night. Have Do this
0: all full big, weekend, you know. Big, you big mean, like used
1: to be right. Like have this big old long thing where you start on like Wednesday that week, and you have events in the area. Wednesday, Thursday, you have some game, uh, some stuff like your your legend game or whatever you're you're doing your uh, celebrity game. And then Friday, you have the Home Run Derby. And then Saturday, you have, you have the game. And then after that, you have a couple of other things. Make it a big freaking deal in the middle of the year. Don't have four days for the All-Star break like they're doing right now. It drives me crazy. Um, I love the All-Star game. The, the MLB All-Star game is the All-Star game I love. And I love watching the Home Run Derby, too. But I don't,
0: I don't watch any All-Star games. Well, To me, we actually, every one of them is meaningless.
1: Well, we're going to actually talk about another one uh, here towards the end of the show. Um, but but anyways, it is what it is. We could get into discussion for hours on this. But uh, as we are trying to keep this train moving forward, let's talk the preliminary Hall of Fame ballot that was released last week. Um, notable names on there. First time, Derek Jeter, which we know he's going to be getting in. Uh, let's see. Who, who else is first time on here? Uh <laughs> Chone Figgins, if you know who that is. Uh, Bobby Abreu, first time. Who's the other one we were discussing before we got on air, Jake? Uh, And people that are on their last chance, or people that's on their last chance this year. Oh, Soriano. Uh, Okay, Soriano. Alfonso Soriano. Uh, Last chance this year, the 10th time on the ballot, Larry Walker. Uh, You know, I looked over his stats real quick. I'm like, that's that's Hall of Fame work. It's cool. But does he get in because he wasn't a big name? I don't know. You, you know, you know, Jeter's going in uh, at this point. Who else joins him this year out, out of this list,
0: Jake? Honestly, Schilling probably.
1: Kurt Schilling, eighth year on the ballot.
0: Um, me personally, as a service to myself, I'd like to see Scotty Rowland. <laughs> okay. I don't want to see Sammy Sosa.
1: He's eight, so he's got two years after this to get in.
0: I don't want to see Roger Clemens. Don't want to see Barry Bonds.
1: Same reasons. Very (laughs) same.
0: And honestly, uh, Andrew Jones probably is a
2: uh,
0: is is a good one to go in. But I mean, outside of the captain and Soriano. Uh, I mean, really, everybody else that's a first year really can wait. I mean, Bobby Abreu right. is is great, but I mean, this is his first year on the ballot,
1: right? And then uh, you have then you have uh, Rala Banez, who I remember playing for the Angels there briefly. Yeah.
0: Uh, solid for player. But I don't,
1: but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Hall of Fame worthy.
0: You know, yeah, you got for Call, who definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but he's not a first ballot to me. Right. Uh, G- Giambi. Uh, I think he's a, he's an all he's a uh, Hall of Famer, but again, first year. I think he's pro- he'll probably go in third or fourth. Right. I just don't like the way they do the uh, MLB Hall of Fame. Never have.
1: I actually like it better than I do a couple of the others because the writers that have written about these players for years have a say. Yeah. And I like that because those are the people that would know it the most, know those players the most, because they're following them, you know, yeah. kind of all over the place. So,
2: I mean, obviously, no Pete Rose this year, so my <laughs> my vote's out. But um, I don't know Kurt Schilling if the, if the politics really affect the votes or not. Like I don't know how deeply the politics of of him go into the votes. Well, that's um, kind of I can like see... the climate thing too. Yeah, so that, that's kind of iffy. But, well,
0: uh, it's not just the politics with Clemens. Clemens was, te- it's Clemens tested positive, I don't know how many times, for PEDs. Right. Fair.
1: But I, I'm curious as to how that'll shake out. We'll find out about that in January once we get the announcement. We, of course, will kind of break it down on the show. Um, let's, let's, talk, let's talk this little uh, nugget that came up last week. The uh, office of the commissioner and Major League Baseball, kind of as a rule, wants to reorganize minor league baseball. They're, follow- and they're of following. Of course, it.
0: politicians are sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. To <laughs> To be
1: fair, to be fair, because the MLB is under a uh, under a clause where they're not considered a single entity, so basically they don't violate the antitrust laws right. that that are in the U.S. That. If they do this the way that they're wanting to do it, uh, they could get slapped with an antitrust lawsuit. Uh, because you have independent leagues, that will fold. So it, it's it's a give and take. You know, my my whole thing on it is here here in California, we have we we have five major league teams, but we're also we also go from you know if you're looking East Coast, we're going from the 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 handle in Florida all the way up all the way up through, you know, like Virginia. So yeah. the, California is a very, very long state. Uh, so having five teams, that's not super surprising, but California has the, uh, has the California league, which is all uh, advanced A teams. I'd love to have the triple a angels here in town or pretty close to me because I'd love to go see them. I'd go to their games all the time. Uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate with the AHL here in California since the Pacific expansion. I, I have the Ontario Rain not too far from me. Uh, it, it's, it's a similar situation. Hockey was better equipped to deal with it. AHL was better equipped to deal with it. And the NHL teams helped out with it. But with this, with this minor league affiliate, because there are there's so many clubs, there's hundreds upon hundreds of clubs, it's going to put certain clubs out of business. And they're already talking about cutting something like 45 teams from uh, affiliations with major league clubs. And that, if you don't have that affiliation, that kills your club.
0: Oh, yeah. Without yeah, doubt.
1: definitely. Especially when, okay, so the. And the we Angels, don't want to lose the
0: Trash Pandas.
1: Hey, hey, Sprocket, the Trash Panda mascot is
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> they
1: officially named, speaking of the Trash Pandas, because that's the Angels double A affiliate next year. Uh, Wait, my, we're talking about my, they're really
2: called the Trash Pandas. They're literally yes. called the
1: Trash Pandas. Oh my so god, that's, that's
2: my new favorite. How many of you Google this?
1: Uh, Madison, Alabama, Rocket City, USA. Uh, so they're called the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Sprocket is their mascot. It was was unveiled last week.
2: Oh my god.
1: Really cool. Um,
2: I have a new favorite baseball team. I'm now watching baseball.
1: Uh, see? See, we, we provide this service for you here on the Sports Show Weekly. Um, but... Okay, so you, you, have, you have the uh, Arizona Fall League. Then those, those guys go to, to Ora, uh, the Malls for the Angels divisions. And then they come up to the Inland Empire 66ers. Then now they're going to go back to Alabama, play in Madison for the Trash Pandas, Then when they get from there, they're going to go up to Salt Lake City and play for the Bees. And then they'll come down to the Major League team. So they're basically making a round trip of the entire country to get through the Angels system. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, wanting to be able to monitor your prospects closely, I would understand geographically shifting them, but you have to do it intelligently and you have to do it a little bit at a time.
0: That's such an awesome looking mascot, dude. The suit, Seriously. The suit is great. I know. Uh, but but you guys get what I mean by this. Right. I also love the name Sprocket, a playoff of Rocket. The S- <laughs> Sprocket, the, Sprocket, the Rocket City Trash Panda.
2: Wow. And now I know what's going on my Christmas wish list. And everyone listening at home, you shall go and put this on your wish list immediately. <laughs> Get right. some Rocket City trash panda merch.
1: Right. Not an ad, not
2: an ad either. I don't even care. I, I'm getting nothing out of this. <laughs>
0: Right. I, I've been following We've been the trash pandas, the trash pandas for, for probably since the day this show started. Oh, well,
1: wow. as soon as I knew that the, the, the now former Mobile Bay Bears were going to be moving to, to Rocket City and we're going to be called the trash pandas, I'm like, okay, I'm full in. Uh, so, yeah. But, but yeah, this whole, this, whole, uh, um, this whole reorganizing thing, I understand why they want to do it. I even agree with why they want to do it. But they've got to do it intelligently. And they've gotta not violate the antitrust lawsuits or the, the antitrust laws that are going on in the US, otherwise they're gonna be in a lawsuit and they're gonna lose. Yeah. And that's why and that's why Congress Congress persons are getting involved. Uh, because honestly, baseball's a billion-dollar enterprise. They they have to they have to be careful. And and the the Congress people, they're trying to serve their constituents, whatever. I get it. Ish. But it's one of those things that it has to be a larger discussion, and it's not something that's going to be done overnight. This will probably, we probably won't see anything from this from for at least five years, at least, because they're going to have to get past all the legal hurdles. So, any, anything you anything you want to say about that, Jake? Or did I sum it up all nicely and wrap it up with a nice little bow and everything?
0: Well, you looked like it looks like you wrapped it up like a three year old, but I mean the bow hey, was great. is great.
1: How- for, for the record, that's how I wrap Christmas gifts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone, knows, much better.
1: everyone knows when Josh wraps a Christmas gift, it looks like crap. And I use a lot of tape. <sighs> Although I have gotten better over the years. So whatever. Um, I, actually,
0: I actually was a jerk one time and, and wrapped a Christmas present in nothing but duct tape. <laughs> I've done that. Uh, like you couldn't even see the box. I used half a roll of duct tape
1: that that's hilarious oh oh puppy's barking at someone that, that's of course uh my puppy mascot of our show daisy
0: one decided, of the two mascots uh, yes yeah,
1: yeah, our, the, our the west our west our west coast mascot uh, the
0: other one is passed out in my living room
1: uh, i don't know why she's barking but whatever it can wait um but anyways gentlemen let, let's move on to some hockey I want to talk about someone getting
0: fired. Yes. Ooh. You oh, fire. Our first, our first firing of the 2019 season, 2019-2020 season, actually.
1: Yep. Mike Babcock was fired as the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs last Wednesday and was re- replaced by Sheldon Keefe, uh, who was coach of the Marlies of the AHL. Uh, not super surprising. But AHL and NHL, they don't necessarily line up, and I say that because I watch both. Um, but anyway, it, it was after it was after the the Leafs went zero five and one in six games.
0: So zero and six,
1: right? Right. Um, but you, you know how the points work out with that. But anyways,
0: yes, um, but but the people have spoken, and they still agree with me.
1: All like five of them that voted doesn't you know, matter.
0: They still voted.
1: Whatever. We got to start that ball again. Anyways, Jake, your your thoughts on this?
0: I mean, it had to happen. It absolutely had to happen. Uh, I mean, they lost six to one to the Pens. Right. That's the Pens aren't good. I mean, in five seasons, Babcock went one hundred seventy three and one. 133 45. Hang on, one seventy-eight. So, yeah, he was below five hundred because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the people have spoken, and a and a tie is a loss for both teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever. Anyways, but yeah, after going uh, 5 and one, that you, you had to do something. Yeah, yeah, you, ha- you had to, and you know I. I sit here, I sit here shaking my head because the Kings are sitting at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the uh, table right now too, and I'm just like, I I know they're not firing the head coach. They just got Todd McClellan. He's not worked anything out yet. There, there's just there's, what's happened is it's become albatross contracts that's that's plaguing the Kings right now, and they they have a good pipe coming up from Ontario, and it's just one of those you, yeah, you gotta wait it out, and it's frustrating. Because you you see talent that could go play in the NHL and do well, and, and there's just there's not the mechanism to make it work. Um, and, and changing a head coach, at least in the Kings situation, ain't going to work right now. Yeah, wait,
0: wait, wait. Your your Kings are at the bottom. You said in yeah. in twenty
1: three yeah. in twenty three games played, the Kings are nine thirteen 13 one as of today, Monday, as we're recording. Yeah,
0: well, play Gloria. We're number two. Oh,
1: well, good. Good for you. So, anyways, the, the only team that's worse right now, well, the yeah, the only team that's worse right now is uh, is the Red Wings at seven sixteen and three with the twenty six games played. So, it is what it is. Yeah, but you know, it you, you've got to make changes. That's that's the first casualty to fall this year. We're going to see more. I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit does the same thing here real quick. Uh, but it, it's. It's hard to watch when a team's just terrible, and the the Maple Leafs making that move. Hopefully, that'll save their season for them. I wouldn't be surprised to see if it did. So yeah,
0: it might, but there's 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 still a, a pretty big gap in talent on that team as well. Right, right. So they're just not that talented of a team. Fair,
1: but they can still be competitive. T- oh, talent. No. Ta- talent, talent doesn't do everything for you. You've got to have people that work, especially in hockey. So, so Jake, do you want to talk ho- hockey Hall of Fame?
0: Yeah, I guess we could. I'm not huge on it.
1: You're going to let me talk the Hockey Hall of Fame?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. ai I don't really pay attention to Hockey Hall of Fame unless somebody I know really well is going into it.
1: Well, here, here here's. I'm just going to give you a real quick one before we move on, because I really don't want to keep us on here for two hours tonight. Um, here's one here. 2019 Hockey Hall of Fame inductee Haley Wickenheiser is, quote, the Wayne Gretzky of women's hockey is what your St. Louis Blues GM said.
0: Yes. yes uh, he, he,
1: he says, what she did for the game inspired so many young girls to follow in her footstep. Uh, she was part of the hockey Canada's management group for two consecutive Olympic gold medals, uh, for, for the Canada's men's team, uh, the 2010 and 2014, uh, games and, um, and, uh, she, you know, she played, played at the, you know, played at the Olympics. So a great player, um. I'm trying to think of who else was in here there, there's there's more players obviously that's that's the one that stuck out for me is that one so you know I am uh, I've got to get better about the Hockey Hall of Fame I, I'm gonna say that right now uh, it kind of came out of nowhere for me but cool stuff there there is an article on NHL.com if you want to read about it But, gentlemen, how about we take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk uh, the NFL and then uh, some MLS.
2: Good? Sounds good to me.
1: You're listening to the Sports Show Weekly. What's up, guys? This is Josh, the host of the Sports Show Weekly and the 685 here on the WW Sports Podcast Network. For the month of November, we are supporting the Movember movement You might be asking yourself, what is Movember? Movember, very simply, men's health. Things that you have to worry about as you're getting older as a man, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, your own mental health. These are things that the Movember movement is addressing. If you want to learn more and you want to help our team out, go to moteam.co slash www.sportspod and check it out. Make a donation. Support us. Support the movement. Do something. Get active. raise awareness for us we'd appreciate it thanks you're listening to the sports show weekly all right we are back jake you got some nfl news for us uh to kick off this week some stuff that we missed while we were gone last week i know you've covered a little bit of this especially the, the whole colin kaepernick insanity uh kind of work some of that out for us specifically that the nfl sanctioned thing that he canceled and then did his own thing Kind of walk us through that because I still can't fully wrap my head around what the heck happened.
0: Um, the thing was, was the NFL wanted him to sign a bunch of stuff that would, you know, make sure he couldn't sign another collusion case. They couldn't file another collusion case against them. Uh, that uh, he would have uh, no protection under the CBA during for that workout. He would have literally no legal rights to anything for that workout. Uh, so he ditched and moved it over to a high school.
1: So, and so he, you're you're saying that that both sides on this are still
0: adults? Yeah, the, the the NFL was trying to bone him on it. I mean, that's the best way I can put it uh, without having to bleep myself. And I know I can say that because Bender says it. Right. Oh, this is true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was a, uh, crap festival. It was not well-planned. He only had like five days notice. Um, the NFL, if they were trying to put all this behind them, failed miserably like they do with everything they do like this. So honestly, there was, I don't think on the NFL side, there was really no intention of this being on the up and up. Which, which, not not surprising. It's not surprising. No, not at all. Um, the uh, I actually don't still don't see him getting on a team.
1: <clears throat> so let, let me ask this: Do you think he maybe, uh, even though he's got a little bit of controversy about him, do you think he maybe goes into the XFL?
0: No. Why not? I don't think he will take that kind of pay cut.
2: Yeah, that would be a a really big dip, not just in his status, but also monetarily if he took it. I think he'd also see it as sort of like admitting defeat to the NFL by saying, here I go. That's why he didn't play in Canada either um, when he had the option. but. I, I was looking up some stats. It was very interesting because I see it on, on social media a lot. Everyone's like, hey, by the way, remember, Colin Kaepernick for his last two years was a bum. He was a bum. His team was a bum. That's why they tried to cut him. It wasn't politics. It's just that he sucks. And if you go to, to, to our good friends at profootballreference.com they have all the stats just laid bare. If you look at Colin Kaepernick, yeah, PFR is really a great resource, I just like Basketball Reference as well. I use um,
0: it all the time.
2: Yeah, it's, it's such a great play, place to get all this info at your fingertips. That's, that's one of the little things I love about the internet is having stuff like this. But yeah. when you look at Colin Kaepernick's stats for the season that he made it to the Super Bowl and all the way through, he's quite consistent when it comes to his completion percentage, his yardage, his touchdowns, his interceptions. In fact, he actually had more interceptions Earlier in what year, where is this? Like 2014, when the team was still breaking even. And in the worst years, when the team was only winning a couple of games for the whole season, he was still putting in decent numbers. It just wasn't converting into a lot of points due to probably red zone defense issues. Not being able uh, to break the defense, things
0: like that. He, he had he had no weapons as well.
2: No weapons, no one, no receiver. So everyone wants to say, "Oh, Kaepernick was a bum." Eh, he was actually doing just fine. It was just he didn't have a lot of options to go to. So people want to do this revisionist history, especially the the Kaepernick haters, because this is a political matter. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The people that are on the other side of him are just going to throw all these random stats out like his quarterback rating, but that alone doesn't tell the whole story. It just makes it look really good when you look at that one stat alone.
0: No, and um, that's, that's one of the reasons why uh, Seth Kaiser and I, we, we we have like a war on box score because box score tell, only they gives you this huge, gigantic snapshot that takes up a whole wall yeah film review you can watch it a pixel at a time and i I have watched film on kaepernick during those two really bad years and he had receivers dropping the pass all over the place
2: and that right there doesn't show up in the box score at all (laughs)
0: exactly it shows Uh, up as an incompletion in the box score
2: yeah and that's that's right there. That's like kind of the brass tacks. People say say afterward, they're like, "Oh, he's an elite quarterback. So he still has the same skills he has." Um, I, I think he I think he would get picked up by a team if it weren't for the. What seems to be, I don't think it's actual strong arming to stop teams, but I think a team's worried about the baggage that comes with it. I always assume that a team with the, the cloud of something like the Patriots would want to pick them up just because they feel like a system like that, that's like kind of similar to the, to the Yankees, can take a player with a ton of issues when it comes to a PR situation and then just shut them down. They have this weird way of just shutting down stuff and
0: letting things go forward. He really doesn't have the type of skill set the Patriots look for, and that's that, that's where I'm giving a lot of teams a pass on not signing him. The Patriots he doesn't he doesn't fit their offensive scheme. Uh, you can't get much more opposite between Tom Brady and Colin Kaepernick. Uh, same True. thing. In, same thing in Kansas City. They don't need Colin Kaepernick because they've got uh, Chad Henney and. Uh, Matt, I can't even remember our third string quarterback's name right now, but again, he just wouldn't do well in an Andy Reid system, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, but you got teams like, I don't know, the Rams who currently have Jared Goff, who can't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, it's looking a little rough. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching on TV right um, now. Ain't you've got good. you've got the Jets whose quarterback sees ghosts. <laughs> yeah. You've got the Bengals, who are winless and have a horrible quarterback. You've also got the Bears. Yeah, and you've you've got a a Bears team that has an absolutely wretched quarterback in uh, Mitchell (laughs) Trubisky. Boo! Hey, I've been using that on unnecessary roughness for uh, over a month now, Josh. You be quiet. My segment. Boo! (laughs) I'm gonna boo you on your own show next time.
1: Whatever. Yeah, but, so, and, and that's... Just, it, it is what it is. I, I don't... I think this continues to be a black eye for the NFL. I do, too.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and <laughs> it's just... It's a bad look. It, you want another bad look. Look at the how, Mexico City. L- look at on, the hang Mexico hang City. Hang on. How
0: many black eyes can the NFL get before they just have a bruised face?
1: I don't know. But this is yet another one. The Mexico City game.
0: Oh, uh, my God. Somebody needs to explain to Mexico City that... Uh, remember that a soccer is- that that uh, soccer fields and uh, it's, 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 football it's, fields it's, uh, don't play the same.
1: No. This is, uh, this is Estadio Azteca, yes. and the thing is, is they they put in sod, but the sod didn't have enough time to take. You have real shallow roots. The field looked fine before the playoffs, or before for excuse me, before kickoff. Yeah. Uh, so the field looked just fine before everything kicked off. Yeah. But Until when you have when, first... you have when you have when you have shallow roots with your sod and you're using longer cleats, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is.
0: That, that uh, surface you, would have been, would have been perfect for a CONCACAF game between them and anybody else.
1: Fair, fair enough. Hey, but, you got the acronym right. Well
0: yes, done. But, but in the NFL, you've got longer cleats. The very first play of the chiefs chargers game, you had Hunter Henry, who were pig, former Arkansas Razorback tied in for the uh, chargers, literally digging a chunk of sod out of his cleats. Well, and, and you at want that to look point at flip- you know this is not going to be good.
1: Well, you, you look at the flip side of this. Uh, you just had the uh, London games for the NFL, and they didn't you, have any problems. They didn't have any problems because they're playing at the home of uh, Tottenham Hotspur, and that grass goes down. They take care of that grass because they make that grass last. And, and Tottenham played a game a few days later, the, the, the lines and everything were still there. Um, but they had mowed and they had manicured the lawn and everything. And they went in and they were able to play and there was no problems. It, it depends on how you handle, depends on how you handle everything. And, And it's, it's something that if they want to continue to push into Mexico city and, and play at other venues in Mexico, they have to know that this is going to be a problem and they've got to work with the grounds crews that are there to get it done. Right.
0: Well, and not only that, and I don't mean this as a slam against Mexico. I'm not trying to start an international incident. But the environment in Mexico City has to affect the the, the grass's ability to grow, too. Um, I mean, it's it's worse air pollution-wise than downtown L.A.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, even at that high elevation that they yeah. have. You're still looking at some pretty nasty air quality. On top of that, with with and it's hard to grow grass up there and then get the sod in there with that elevation. I, I already know like there's difficulties doing that. Period. But, well, um, oh, yeah, they have
0: they have that problem in Denver.
2: Yeah. So, it's it's a lot lot of small issues that that really accumulate into one giant problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, right. it, was, it was not good. It was yet another uh, bad look for uh, Estadio Azteca. Did I say that right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was another bad look for them, which you would think it couldn't get any worse after the uh, NFL pulled the game last year because uh, Shakira's fans destroyed the entire stadium.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I, I don't get get it. So we've, and here's yet another sore spot for the NFL. They're, they're just getting hit with the one, two this week. We <laughs> uh, yeah, are. So, so walk us through the XFL, actually strong arming a couple of things.
0: Uh, the, uh, the Detroit lions. Um, <laughs> Matt Stafford, their quarterback, their starting quarterback is dealing with fractures in his back that will probably sideline him for the rest of the season. And and under their backup, Jeff Driscoll, they are on a four-game losing streak, capped by a loss to the Washington racial slurs. (laughs) Uh, So they tried to pick up former NFL quarterback Josh Johnson, who is actually going to be your guys' XFL quarterback in 2020.
2: Right.
0: Uh, the XFL has blocked the Lions' attempt to sign Johnson, keeping him in, in the XFL until further notice. Um, well,
1: he, he signed the contract with the league, and, and NFL's not wanting to play with him, so that's not, yeah. That's not surprising.
0: Yeah. Uh, Johnson had a short stint with both the uh, racial slurs and the Lions in his time as a quarter uh, in the NFL, along with 13 other teams. Geez. Wow.
1: So he went around halfway around the league, basically.
0: He was passed around worse than my ex-fiance. Wow. Damn. Wow,
1: that, that's horrible. Anyway.
2: I'll use that one later. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's only if there was like a really, really good quarterback that was free and available as a free agent that's just out there not doing anything.
0: Yeah, that's and that's, that, that's what's... T- and see, uh, according to uh, NFL.com, uh, excuse me, CBSSports.com, Uh, their writer, who who wrote this, uh, Patrick Walker, uh, finishes out his article with, uh, however, because the XFL won't let him get his hands on Johnson, and the fact they're willing to take this route is a strong indication Colin Kaepernick won't find a job in Detroit. Pretty much. Mm, Yeah. Wow. So, So victory for the XFL, and the NFL proves yet again that they were part of the reason why the AFL shut its doors.
1: Yeah, the AAF not lasting. Um, so <clears> you, <throat> you've got some good news for us in, in the world of football.
0: Uh, so, yes, Tua Takabaiola is already home. He had his surgery on Monday. After, is, well, Monday, m- the, Monday after the injury, which was last Monday.
1: So this is a week ago now.
0: Yes. Uh, they are saying he should be good to go in three to four months. Called he it. will, he will probably not return to Alabama. He will probably go into the draft. However, most of the guys I know who take who uh, kind of watch the draft and do the big boards and stuff like that, they are saying he's going to drop from number one, and he's going to be in the towards the end of round one to the beginning of round two now because of this injury.
1: That's not surprising, but still.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not fair, but it is. But that's just the way it goes.
1: But here's the thing, and like like you and I had talked about with this one, if he rehabs and he rehabs well and he knows how to come back from an injury, if he has another injury when he goes pro, he already knows how to go through the process. He knows how to get back quicker. He knows what to do to be healthy. He knows this, that, and the other. This may actually be a blessing in disguise for him because he was kind of in – Destructible before then, so it is what it is. So, anyway, um, Jake, you, you're you're gonna you're gonna like this next segment for well, part of it anyway, uh, because this is a, this is the last time this year. I think it's the last time this year. It's the last time for a little bit. Uh, I think I think it's the last time this year. I, I gotta look at my schedule because everything's crazy. This is the last time I'm gonna talk about Concacaf and Nations League therein. Woo-hoo! Uh, Ooh. At least until January, uh, and then we'll talk in January. Um, the United States men's national soccer team did play their second game in a two-game set uh, last week. They defeated Cuba 4-1, to one, which it should have been like 7-0, to zero, but I'll take it. Uh, th- th- this comes off of what I said prior to both these games being, being played, that they have to win both. If they don't win both, both barrel halters need to be fired. Uh, they they did what they had to do. This should have been more than a four1 win, but I'll take it for now, move on, regroup, focus uh, focus the next few months on what you got to do moving forward the, this this whole coaching headache and the displeasure of fans and the displeasure of everyone it's eventually gonna come to a head and the I'm hoping it goes positively versus not. And that's and that's kind of all I'm going to say about it. Uh, but other, other news out of MLS. The MLS All-Star game was announced, uh, I think it was last week. Uh, they've changed the format. They're now, instead of doing the MLS All-Stars versus whatever big name, insert big name European club here, which those of us that watch MLS, yeah, we may follow these teams, but we don't really care because it's preseason for those teams. And the MLS sides, it's the MLS. It's the middle of the MLS season. What they're going to do now is they're going to do the MLS All Stars versus an All Star team of Liga MX players, which which is good because now you're getting exposure for Liga MX. Uh, Though those two leagues don't necessarily compete with one another. It's good for the Confederation. It's good for both sides. I like this a little better because it's the same type of teams playing against each other, and it's a if you want to call it a money grab, it's a money grab. It's a good money grab for both sides. Um, I, I don't really want to discuss more about it because there's a lot more that I could go into just because it, it just it is what it is. Uh, once we get some more information and we get everything established for the 2020 season, I may break into it a little more. But if you want to have a laugh, Jake, did you, did you open up the link I sent you about uh, Chicago Fire's new brand unveiling?
0: I have not actually. Okay.
1: Believed. Okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead and click the link. Uh, and my my note on this says in all caps: LOL, Um Ch- Chicago Fire, one of the uh, well the first expansion team in MLS, <laughs> rebranded uh, last week, and they have a new simplified logo. It looks it looks a lot like um, it looks a lot like the, the shape looks kind of like a scudetto if you know what that is if you don't don't worry about it you, you can google it later
0: um oh, okay i see this. i see this i like the touch uh their their low their new logo is uh is paying reference to the uh to to the fire that uh, didn't do its job
1: <laughs> <laughs> right yes so-
0: people i hate everything about the city of chicago
1: Right. So, anyways, the 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 club will now be known as uh, formerly uh, formally as the Chicago Fire Football Club, uh, with Chicago Fire FC being the moniker uh, on on the badge and everything. It's real simple. It's um, it's referenced, like Jake said, to the, the the great Chicago Fire. This all has to do with
0: wasn't great enough. (laughs) Where was Kane when we needed him? Oh, God.
1: This all coincides with the move to Soldier Field for 2020. They want to rebrand. They want to revitalize themselves. They've also uh, uh, parted ways with their head coach, uh, Velko Panovic, uh, last week as well. So all of this is kind of a a step forward that they've needed to take. A Chicago team that was laughably bad for a number of years. Worst team in the league. Winners of the Wooden Spoon. If you know, if you don't know the Wooden Spoon, Google it. Uh, the MLS Wooden Spoon specifically.
0: Um, I loved it. I love their new their new owner's name, Joe Mansueto. Right. Uh, that dude just with his name. That with, just with his name, he is getting women.
1: <laughs> right, uh, but it, like it's Joe a Joe
0: Mansueto.
1: Right. Um, the. You know, I I'm okay with it because it's it's a logo that needs to be updated. the the original logo for the Chicago card looks like the the Chicago Fire Department's badge, um, so very you know very very similar. So this is this is a good sign. Their first game they're going to play against uh, Atlanta United at home, or their first game at home will be against Atlanta United on March twenty first next year. Um, but look, look it up; it's it, it's interesting. Um, other it's interesting.
0: A really well designed logo. Very very, very elegant in its simplicity. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, simple it's sometimes sim- better.
1: I I laugh at it a little bit because I was watching the comments of this is horrible. No one with graphic design did this. Blah 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 blah, blah. People complaining in uh, an echo channel. Right. Is, is what I is that what I equate it to? But I think it's simple. I think much like when uh the former Kansas City Wizards rebranded to sporting Kansas City and got their new stadium that they play in now, which is now known as Children's Mercy Park. When they Which did is that, in
0: Kansas because I banished them there.
1: You you didn't banish them there. Um because they had the space in Kansas a- and they have built a large facility around it and they've shifted they've shifted their their focus and everything else. They've built a big brand. When when that change took place, uh, it was a it was a rebirth for that team that, that this last season because they were plagued by injuries. The first time in like nine years they didn't make playoffs. Hopefully this is the beginning with with the the, the coaching change because they've got a coaching vacancy. Chicago does uh, the new new digs going back to Soldier Field and then the the new branding. Hopefully that's all kind of a, a revitalization effort that's not done in vain. Um, that's something that really has bothered me with other teams. They come in and then they suck.
0: I just so, want to point one thing out. What's on, that? On sporting.
1: Sure. Go ahead.
0: They don't they don't lose because I banished them. They lose because of the Kansas City curse. And we're only allowed to have one good team at a time. When the Royals won the World Series, the Chiefs sucked. Now the Chiefs are great, so both sporting and the Royals suffer.
1: Well, I would not be surprised to see Sporting Kansas City get back into the playoffs next year.
0: Don't because, say that. We've still got Mahomes, and we need a, we, we need a Super Bowl trophy.
1: Well, to, to be fair, getting into the playoffs doesn't mean you're going to win an MLS Cup. Ask LAFC that.
0: Jesus, <laughs> 2.0. And,
1: and, and that's not a dig at LAFC. LAFC was by far the best team last year in, in MLS. Uh, I, I won't doubt that. I, I won't deny that. Even being a Galaxy fan, being on the Galaxy side of things, I see a good team when I see a good team. I'm glad that the Galaxy beat them all of the times they did and hold the record in the the series between the two teams right now. That will forever be amusing for me. But you couldn't deny what LAFC had done. And when they fell flat in their face, they fell flat in their face against the eventual MLS champions, uh, the Seattle Sounders. So it is what it is.
0: You realize that every time you say, don't get me wrong, and it's about the Dodgers, um, the Sharks, Las Vegas Golden Knights showers or uh, Chivas two LaFC. We all know you're full of crap, right? That you're actually smiling hugely about the fact that you're about to diss them with reality.
1: Uh, I, I prefer to call this a reality check.
0: <laughs> I, I am not. I am not
1: going to. I am not going to trash talk them when they're doing <laughs> things well. At least, I, at least I will be honest them when them. they
0: need it. At least honest when I'm just talking a bunch of junk. Yeah,
1: well, uh, it, it is what it is. I I, I will uh, trash talk when it is necessary, but I will also reality check when it is absolutely necessary. Um, but but that is what it is. So with, with the whole Chicago Fire thing kind of being put to the side, uh, we had the first of like five different drafts that are going to happen in the offseason. Please don't ask me about them. I really don't want to explain them. Go to MLSsoccer.com. All the information's there. I do want to mention the expansion draft. The expansion draft is real simple. Two teams coming into the league, Inter-Miami and Nashville SC. Uh, Inter-Miami gets five players. Nashville SC gets five players. Most notable person that's brought over to the Inter-Miami side is uh, Lee Nguyen, uh, now formerly of the Los Angeles Football Club. He also played for the New England Revolution, so he's going back east so good that's a very very intelligent pickup because lean Nguyen wasn't really used this year to his full potential, and I say that that way for a reason um he he wasn't used to his full potential with l a f c this year, so him getting another lease on life I like that move that's a really smart move uh the the others um Nashville kind of went a different way. what they did is they um they drafted two players, uh, Zarek Valentin from the Timbers and Brandon Vasquez from Atlanta United. They went ahead and traded both of those players. They sent Valentin to the Dynamo for money and they sent, um, well, and and, uh, and Joe, uh, Joe Willis, uh, their goalkeeper, and sent Vasquez over to FC Cincinnati for money. So, smart ways to deal. There's two different. That's two very different ways to approach an expansion draft. I like it. Uh, we have the uh, we had the reentry draft happen today, Monday. Uh, there was only like five players picked up in that. I'm not really uh, seeing much here with that because those are players that have been in the league for a little bit, but not enough to be free agents. Um, I am not. I don't really want to discuss any of those. You can again find those on MLS Soccer. Uh, their website, and go for it. But one thing I do want to talk about, Jake, is you may actually know this name. You may know the name Claudio Reina. Claudio Reina was the first uh, GM of New York City Football Club. He has now moved over to Austin FC, which will be coming into the league in 2021, I believe it is. Same Uh, year
0: as St. Louis, isn't it?
1: I believe so. Yeah, twenty twenty one. This is the uh, team that was uh, now owned by the former crew owner Anthony Precourt that everyone in the league hates. Um, well, fans in a way. So, Claudio Reyna put together a pretty good club uh, in New York for uh, NYCFC. So, moving over to Austin FC, he basically says, "Yeah, I'm I'm excited to join this opportunity. I I like the I like being able to build a team from scratch." So. I think it's a really, really smart hire. The dude knows his stuff. He knows this league very well. He knows the players very well. I think this. Um, I, I think this, especially since he, he played for the U.S. He played. He made 100 and, uh, 112 appearances for the men's national team. He played for the Red Bulls. He played in Germany. He played in England. He played in Scotland. Dude knows his stuff. So I really like this move. I might not like Anthony Precourt, but I like this move. So expect Claudio Reyna to make a lot of decisions in the next calendar year. Um, And and one final thing before I get, and I get super crazy on this, uh, there are five teams in the league right now, including expansion side uh, Inter-Miami, that do not have a head coach. Uh, uh, Chicago Fire, which I uh, mentioned that they uh, uh, fired uh, Velka Panovic at, at the end of the year. Uh, Inter Miami does not have a head coach yet because they've got the Beckham money and the Beckham brand behind them. That one is going to be a big splash. I don't know who's. He just be yet. coach it. Uh, Beckham's not a coach. Beckham is not a coach. He's not certified. He is not a coach. Not a person I'd want to be in that field. He needs to be. He needs to be the corporate face of that of that franchise. As far as I'm concerned, this is Beckham's team. Beckham knows the smart moves to make because he's got the football mind. He's got that, he's got that mind where he knows what is best for the the club And him being at the helm. As far as being the head coach, that's not his gig. He has too many other things to go on and he could find someone else based on his clout that could lead that team to success very, very quickly. Um, New York city FC, they have an, uh, an opening Uh, Orlando City SC, which that one, that's the revolving door because Orlando City is horrible, and they've been horrible for like three years. And that really bugs me because they won USL Championship, and then they came into MLS in 2015 alongside New York City FC, and then they flailed. And they have never been able to get their footing since, and that really, really bothers me. And now that they have a cross-state rival with Miami coming into the league, they better damn well step up their game, and this is the first piece in the puzzle. Uh, and the one that the one that does not surprise me because I knew this after my one of my favorite head coaches got dismissed, Mike Becky, Real Salt Lake's looking Real. for a new head coach, and supposedly they were looking at bringing in former head coach of their team, uh, their MLS Cup winning head coach, Former head coach of New York City SC, former head coach of Orlando City SC, and current U.S. U twenty three men's head coach uh, Jason Christ back into the fold, uh, but that's kind of deteriorated. I don't want to see Christ back with Real Salt Lake. I think he's destined for bigger and better things. I like him as a coach, but RSL needs to get someone that will continue to build. RSL has a very strong foundation there. Their USL championship side, the Real Monarchs just won the USL championship. So they have good guys that are right ready to hit the bubble. So they bring up a couple of those guys. They bring in some veterans. They can have a pretty good team. They're going to have to fill in a, um, a gaping hole with uh, Nick Romando's retirement in goal. So they're going to have to bring in a new goalkeeper and they're going to have to learn a new system. Now's the time to do it. Get in a head coach that knows what you're doing, knows what kind of system you want to play, and can build. This year, they all they've got to do is just have results. They, they're they not going to go to playoffs, most likely. I don't expect them to do anything this year, but they've got to get someone in that's there for the long term, not someone that they're going to knee-jerk on like they did when they released Pecky. So. That's kind of my whole thing with this. Um, that's kind of how I feel about those uh, About those five vacancies. I, I don't really have much more to say about them. Um, you guys have anything else this week other than we've got one person on a hot seat while well, still other than uh, the Bear Halters perpetually?
2: Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just still sh- like fascinated that Chicago- like you would make a team based off of like a national tragedy. It'd be like New York saying, "Oh, we're gonna make the Twin Towers like the New York Twin
0: Towers." That, that's is,
1: that's that's still a social faux You
0: know, uh,
1: to, to be fair, Chicago Fire is also a TV show and a bunch of other things. And, and
0: that was also a regional yeah. that was also a regional tra- tragedy. Everybody in St. Louis what uh, was going over there to roast marshmallows.
1: you you know that's a lie and you know it
0: well no they didn't marshmallows didn't exist at that time
1: Uh, All right, so you got someone on the hot seat this week it's still Adam Gase right
0: it's Adam Gase and the Jets ownership because the Jets ownership already announced that Adam Gase's job is
1: uh, we we, we talked about this uh, on our last show and it's one of those things I don't get it man
0: not of the Jets' ownership are idiots. They always have been.
1: Fair enough. All right, Jake. Um, you got anything else? Or are we good for this evening? I am good. All right. You, you got anything damn, else, man?
0: Damn good looking, too. I'm just
2: watching a really close game. The Lakers and uh, uh, the Spurs just off by, uh, it was, it was the Spurs were up. It was looking pretty, pretty bad, but then the the Lakers now bounced back up by 10 points with uh, six minutes left in the fourth. So looking like clean sailing here.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, the the Lakers wouldn't, wouldn't have come back if it was against my, uh, Mavs. Yeah.
1: Man, man, man.
2: Uh,
1: Anyways. Anyways, uh, since you all have nothing more to say, I have nothing more to say. Uh, for uh, our guest Matt, for Jake, my name is Josh. This has been the Sports Show Weekly here on the WW Sports Podcast Network. Season three premiered uh, today for Wednesday, the 27th of November. Happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you guys next week.
0: Break the hell? Woo pig. You've been listening to the Sports Show
1: Weekly, a WW Sports podcast. And please follow this podcast by subscribing to WW Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can also find this podcast on SoundCloud. You can find us online via Twitter and Instagram at www.sportspod or facebook.com slash www.sportspod. On behalf of the hosts, we like to thank you for listening to the podcast, and we'll catch you soon. Goodbye,